Athletic. Reds, James Pearce here, just finishing up at the Etihad, where it finished Manchester City 1, Liverpool 1. Coming up, we'll bring you all the post-match reaction that you need. We'll hear the best bits from Jurgen Klopp's press conference, and my colleague Michael Cox will drop by to give us his tactical perspective on today's stalemate. And on hostile territory, Liverpool have parity. So it's all over here, and a really hard-fought point for Liverpool at the Etihad. I think Jurgen Klopp... Overall, we'll be absolutely delighted with that. Liverpool were far from their best. I don't think it was realistic to think that this would be some classic between the, the top two in the Premier League today. I just think with the, the 12.30 Saturday kickoff straight after the international break, so many players having travelled so far in midweek that I just, just think it did lack the, the kind of intensity levels that we've almost come to expect in battles between these two clubs in the, in the modern era. But... Uh, what was mightily impressive was the way in which Liverpool dug in and, and fought and scrapped and put bodies on the line to ensure they stayed in the game after that uh, Erling Haaland opener midway through the first half. You know, really frustrating way to fall behind because you know, it, was, it was a gift, really. I mean, Alisson had got away with a bad mistake early on when he, 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 he misplaced a clearance straight at the feet of Phil Foden. He got away with that one, but... Yeah, he you know he could have actually released Mo Salah on the counter attack if he'd got his kick right, but he didn't. Sliced it, and then before you know it, a few seconds later, he's picking the ball out the back of his net after a clinical finish from from Haaland. So um, yeah, it was. I think you've got to give Klopp credit for. The, the changes that he made in the second half, I thought, I thought the substitutions improved Liverpool. Um, it was important getting on Diaz for, for Jota, who had picked up a knock. You know that was that was the one sour note to what was you know ultimately a great finish to the game for Liverpool. Was you know Jota needs to have a scan, and so does Allison after uh, appearing to damage his hamstring when he when he made a clearance late on. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt that you know Diaz coming on on the left flank, Gravenberch in the middle. Um, Gagpo as well in advanced central role. Klopp was bold with his changes, and it, and it paid off. Liverpool got better, I thought, as the as the second half wore on, and you you started to sense, especially after the disallowed goal. And I think it was soft. I think um, Allison, I'm sure, would be the first to admit he was a million miles off his usual levels today, and certainly he wasn't strong enough when you know a, a Kanji got across him, and I think Diaz actually got the. Uh, the, 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 the actually took, took the ball away and City thought they had a two-goal lead and Akanji was penalised by, uh, by Chris Kavanagh for a foul. And when you watch the replays back, I think it was the kind of one that, you know, I, it was never going to get overturned because there was some contact. But if, if he hadn't given the free kick, I'm not sure that would have gone down as a clear and obvious error. And I don't think Alisson would have been saved by VAR. So Liverpool breathed a, a sigh of relief on that one. And then you just started to sense, you know, the mood around this place as well. It was, and again, maybe it was because it was a 12.30 kickoff, but it was interesting hearing Pep Guardiola just now talk about how he wanted more noise from the City fans today. And it was, it was pretty flat. And, and Liverpool just, you know, I think that was probably testament to the way they, they fought and stayed in that game in that second half. And you could, you could almost get a feeling that you thought, you know, if, if Liverpool can just get it right in the final third, 
third, then then they can get something from this game because they had had moments on the counter attack. They'd wasted them. You know, Darwin Nunes had a couple of of half chances that he wasn't able to take full advantage of. And then you know what a what a manner in which to to salvage a point. You know, great great pass from Mo Salah into Trent Alexander-Arnold. The first touch is absolutely exquisite, and the second one is even better as he arrowed that strike across Edison into the far corner. And uh, a special celebration as well from the Liverpool vice captain, as he, uh, you know, he enjoyed that moment in front of the City fans and and put his finger to his lips to to shush them. It wasn't, uh, yeah, it was wasn't long before uh, before that actually that the, the City fans were were singing "Feed the Scousers." So what a what a perfect way for for that to be silenced by uh, by the Scouser in the team stepping up and delivering so impressively. So um, yeah, great moment for Trent Alexander Arnold who. You know, I thought I thought he he epitomised Liverpool's character and spirit today, because you know Doku is such a difficult customer. He like, you know, he just never stops running his pace and his power. And there were some difficult moments for Trent, but I thought I thought he he held his own and did well in that. You know, Doku causes problems for virtually everyone he comes up against. You're not going to have a perfect afternoon, but you know the the most important thing was. That the Trent ensured he didn't he didn't make a big contribution, Doku at, at the end of the pitch where it really matters, and then Trent himself popping up in that manner to give Liverpool a point which you know, it, it it you know it, it feels it feels big because I think you know when you think back to April when Liverpool came here that they were demolished four one that day and it was embarrassing and I think we saw today just how far they've come since then. That we've also saw there's an awful lot of room for improvement because you know that wasn't a performance that will live long in the memory. Um, but they've ended Man City's run of 23 straight home wins. It also protects that record of you know Liverpool still haven't lost back-to-back league games against Manchester City since 1937. Ridiculously, you know what a what a statistic that is from Liverpool's club historian Jed Ray. Um, so so yeah, we're waiting on those injuries to Allison and Jota. That was that was the bad news today. They'll they'll undergo scans. We got fingers crossed. There's nothing major on that front, but. Um, but yeah, this this felt like a big point. It was City, City with the regrets, and Liverpool absolutely delighted with the outcome as they head home. So first up in Jurgen Klopp's press conference, he was asked about his message to the players at half time after Trent Alexander Arnold revealed that the manager had, had told his players they just had to believe that there was a goal in it for them and they could salvage something after that Haaland opener. I told the boys, imagine we would play good. Oh, that game could look because we had good moments in the first half. Um, but we didn't feel them properly. It was not that we, ah, okay, let's try it again like this, or here we have them. But all their good moments had a real impact. I could see there's some body language and stuff like this, and we were we lost compactness. Um, we gave, we were a bit in a rush in the first line to to to, to press Edison with nothing around. Um, that opened up for their, opened up the half spaces. Even when we when we were more together. They found Bernardo too often. Um, but we told between Dom and Mo uh, better communication that that doesn't happen. And then it's it either the last line always against City has to step in and defend into midfield. So there is then either Trent or or, or Joel. And it was a bit tricky. And then in the second half we made that a bit clearer how we want to do that with Trent more in that position already and and taking the risk in the last line, but not in between the lines. Uh, and yeah, then we scored a goal, 
It's a very positive thing. Trent scored it. Trent was super influential like today, yeah. not only in the goal, around the goal in all situations. Was really a really important player. And a really good game of him. Um, yeah, the shadow on this game is obviously that Ali felt something and Diogo felt something. So that's uh, uh, something we have to assess and then, yeah, we'll see. Next up. Jurgen Klopp was asked about the mentality of his players and whether that was what had pleased him most in terms of how they'd, they'd dug in and the resilience they'd shown when they were up against it during periods of that game. When I speak about body language, it's a bit, of, bit similar to mentality. I didn't like it too much in the first half and I don't speak about trend or whatever in the situation with Doku in general. So, but it's really difficult when you are, we, are still in, we are still in the early stages with the team and we have, um, before the team I had to, and before the game I had to in the press conference, to talk about what I think was press conference about can Maka play a six and stuff like that. I said, yeah, yeah, he can. He can definitely. And everybody who saw the game could say he can play a six. But how was it around? How compact were we around? So that's then the problem. So um, and that was not as great. So um, yeah, we went through a lot of tough moments and um, the season already. And this today coming here is a tough one. So and I know it's it's part of the circus and all these kind of things, but preparing the most difficult game of the season away at the Etihad with one with one session is really a challenge. And maybe I'm just not good enough. That's absolutely possible, but it's really tricky to do that in 30 minutes on the pitch and 45 in a meeting room. And so we needed the first half maybe to 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 understand even more um, about that and and. We improved in details, which makes a difference. And we scored a goal and brought it over the line, and I'm very happy with that. And then the conversation turned to that flashpoint just after the final whistle down in front of me between Darwin Nunes and, and Pep Guardiola, where there was a, a, a rather heated exchange between the two of them. Jurgen Klopp stepped in and actually wrapped his arms around Nunes and started to lead him away, and Guardiola clearly wasn't happy. And, tried to make a beeline for, for Nunes to continue the conversation and Pep Linders, Liverpool's assistant manager, actually stepped in and, and kind of held his hand out to stop Guardiola from getting close to Nunes. So, uh, yeah, Jurgen Klopp was asked for his viewpoint on what had happened there. Nothing to do with a fierce rivalry. I don't know what you want to make of that. It's not a fierce rivalry, it's rivals. But it's a fierce rivalry. Where, where do you see that in? Because on a pitch it's, it's challenges. And this situation after the game has nothing to do with a historical fierce rivalry. I don't think Darwin Nunes knows anything about that. Do I mean, just, just, just passions are high when two, when two big teams Emotions. Meet. Emotions. So, I, 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 I'm not sure I'm the one who should explain it, to be honest, because I was absolutely not involved, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> um, I was absolutely not involved. I love them both, and so I try to calm the situation down, down without knowing 100% what happened because I didn't understand the word. Um, but I know, uh, so that's it. But it's, I, I really think it's nothing what is not already sorted, to be honest. It's emotional. That's this. Pep wants to win. We want to win. So, and then both didn't win. So obviously nobody really happy and um, then these things can happen. And then the conversation turned to the performance of Trent Alexander-Arnold and the importance of his contribution in helping Liverpool salvage something from this big contest. A really good game was for us, super influential. He changed it, if you want, with the position. We changed him, brought him more, made more clear where he has to be in these moments. But he did that really well and had still his moments with Doku where he was really strong and in, 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 in the 1-1 one -one situations. <laughs> you could see in a lot of moments how difficult it is against him. He's <laughs> a really good dribbler. Um, and oh, Trent was pretty influential today in a good way.
Imagine the scenario. A much-loved and inspirational leader has announced his intention to take a career break and you need to find someone just as tactically astute and charismatic, but perhaps without the glasses and the teeth. Well, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. And LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They've even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even quicker. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash walk. That's L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N dot com slash walk. W-L-K to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Walk On, your dedicated Liverpool podcast from The Athletic. Well, this game was billed as a real test of Liverpool's resurgence and kind of a barometer, I think, of, of where exactly they're at and... Klopp was asked whether he felt they'd, they'd passed that test by leaving the Etihad with something to show for their efforts. For us, I think we passed the test today. I'm not sure it was that test, that, um, if that makes sense. So it's, it's, it's in a business where, where nobody has time, um, it's really difficult to ask for it and to use it and if you want. So we are, how can we be last year with a team who was played long together and stuff like this, much longer than this team now. Uh, yeah, we got here completely under the wheels and it was, we had no real chance in this game today. We had, we had a chance. I think if you ask me, I'm not, I'm not silly, I see the game, so if you see who would, would have won the game more likely, it was City, obviously. But we had our moments and we won games with lesser chances against City, to be honest, uh, from counter-attacking. And if we would have used them better, that would have been a very interesting game. So it's not about, we, are, we don't check if we are as good as City. So we want to be ready in these games um, to give them a proper game. And that's what we did today. But I, it's not that I look at our side and think, okay, that's a finished article, that's how we can play. Because I saw a lot of performance and I was not overly happy with it. The attitude was still good, but the performance was like, but it's a super difficult week, how can you judge that? Ten days away, coming back, one training, and the diff- most difficult games are really tricky. So I'm not here to tell now, oh, we should have done that better. I take what I get and work from here. And that's what we do. And then finally, Jurgen Klopp was asked about Alisson and that worrying sight of him pulling up right at the end with clear discomfort in his hamstring and Jurgen Klopp was asked whether whether he felt that was a, a, a you know a, as a result of the midweek demands placed on Allison who had played in the Maracanã against Argentina before of course embarking on that long journey back to Merseyside am i allowed to mention that i don't know but i have no clue where it's coming from and yes it's quite unusual but it happened still and it happened to us today so it doesn't is fit now Obviously, he was at home and fine, so all good. But he played last time two games, so it's, it's, all, it's all fair. So I hope it's not that serious, but I don't have absolutely no clue in the moment what it is. I spoke to him and he said it only felt a little bit, but this, we have to wait for the scan. Huh? For the latest subscription offers, head to theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool pod. Hello, Michael Cox here, tactics writer for The Athletic, and I'm just walking back from Liverpool's one-all draw at Manchester City at the Etihad. A strange game, it felt a little bit tame to me, 
compared to some of the really fast, frenetic games we've seen between these sides in recent years. On more than a couple of occasions, Pep Guardiola was desperately gesturing for the crowd to bring on the noise. And he commented on that in his post-match press conference, said that it felt like they were still asleep. And uh, of course, he's not the only one who doesn't like these 12.30 Saturday kickoffs. Liverpool, I thought, were on the back foot more than I expected. Without Kevin De Bruyne in the Manchester City side, I thought there was a chance for Liverpool to really dominate that midfield zone in possession. But actually, Bernardo Silva stepped up and I think almost played the De Bruyne role from the left, controlling the game, overlapping, putting good balls into the box. Liverpool had some good moments in transition, but these days with City playing so many proper defenders, Diaz, Ake, uh, Akanji, Rodri in front of the defence, Carl Walker's pace. I think it's quite difficult to transfer those moments of transition into clear chances. And people maybe can criticise the decision-making of the forwards, but I do just think that there are more barriers when you play City these days. There are more players basically just getting in the way, getting in a tackle. And I think that made it quite difficult for Liverpool to really create clear-cut goal-scoring chances. In terms of possession play, I thought Liverpool were OK. I didn't think it was McAllister's best game in that deep role. Sobazai was very direct, great when running with the ball. But again, when City got men behind the ball, I think they, Liverpool probably did just lack someone in that Bernardo Silva mould just to put their foot on the ball, maybe slow the tempo, be a bit clever in possession. Elsewhere, obviously Alisson a cause for concern. His kicking was very bad on multiple occasions throughout the game, including just before Erling Haaland's opener. Uh, I think he also got a little bit lucky with that disallowed goal. Whether or not you think it was a foul, I think it's fair to say your goalkeeper should be a little bit stronger in that situation. But the bright point was, of course, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Very, very good. Up against Doku and Bernardo Silva, really, in that hybrid role. He looks so comfortable now in that position. We always know that he's had the skill set for it, the attributes for it. But in terms of his positioning, which has been questioned about him in the past, I think he was absolutely impeccable today. And if any Liverpool player was going to get an equaliser, I think it was very much him who deserved it. So all in all, a pretty good point for Liverpool. They certainly would have taken this coming into the game. And maybe the return game at Anfield will be a bit more exciting. Certainly, I hope, will be a better atmosphere. So that's it from us here. Not a spectacular day for the Reds, but a solid one and an important step forward in this journey they're on under Jurgen Klopp this season. For more match reaction and analysis, check out The Athletic. I'll be back alongside Tony Evans and the rest of the team for Wednesday's Walk-On podcast. Thanks for joining me, and we'll catch you again then. Cheers. The Athletic.